All right, before we get into today's episode, we want to quickly tell you about another ESPN podcast, The Mina Kimes Show, featuring Lenny, where Mina talks all things football with her unique brand of humor and insight. The 2021 NFL season is right around the corner, and Mina's friends join each episode to talk about the NFL's latest storylines, along with her football-loving dog, Lenny, making frequent contributions. Find The Mina Kimes Show, featuring Lenny, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, 30 for 30 is back with Breakaway, a film about WNBA superstar and activist Maya Moore. This film explores the story of Moore, one of the best basketball players in the world, stepping away from the sport for a remarkable reason, to fight for a man she believed was wrongly imprisoned. Stream Breakaway now only on ESPN+. I mean, I got to be honest, RC. I, I don't get tired of it. I love the music. I'm always moving and moving. <laughs> and I'm even more happy this morning because, listen, RC, last night, my Milwaukee Bucks mm-hmm. won our first championship since 1971. RC, listen. RC, growing up in Louisiana, it's very difficult to be a Bucks fan, especially in all the times that they've lost. I was the first kid down on the bayou right. to pronounce Antetokounmpo correctly. You know what I'm saying? So now we're dancing and moving <laughs> and grooving as we got a championship. You saw it. You saw it last night, didn't you? Yep. Now, listen, it, it was amazing. And I'm going to be honest, man. Listen, I was a guy who wanted Chris Paul to win an NBA championship. I was excited. Ever since he played for the New Orleans New Orleans Hornet, Hornets, I've been a fan. But to watch Giannis and the way he goes 17 for 19 from the line, scores a 50-piece in a closeout game, it was truly <laughs> amazing. For a dude that stayed in the place that drafted him, he just asked for a little bit of help. And to now bring that town, that, that organization, to bring even the fans of the Greek Freak that type of performance, that type of championship. It was awesome to watch. And I think the NBA got lucky. There was no KD. There was no LeBron James. There was no Steph Curry. But what better story can you have than Giannis and also some of the gems he dropped about ego and pride and the way you need to work to win? I thought it was amazing. I I thought it was fantastic. And you know what the beauty in it was, RC? Is not only did Giannis stay where he got drafted, but... You had a team, mm-hmm. small market, as they call Milwaukee, right? Phoenix yeah. isn't the largest market. You had two smaller market teams playing for a title. The ratings were through the roof. It's not mm-hmm. like the NBA suffered. People yeah. tuned in. People loved the the underdog story. Everybody expected Brooklyn and Los Angeles. We got Phoenix and Milwaukee, yeah. and it was a fantastic NBA Finals. Bro, Chris Middleton last night didn't have the greatest game, but that – Little fadeaway jump shot he hit from the elbow when the game got down to four. It literally solidified the victory for the Bucs. But Giannis Antetokounmpo last night showed why. Right now, right now, RC, it may be Giannis's league. I know that it upsets a lot of people. I got a, a nephew that's a baller. But us Bucks fans, we right. feel like now <laughs> the greatest player in the world resides down in Milwaukee. I'm just saying. I got to say it. Well, you know what, though? You know what, what? This is what it is, D.C. That can be up for conversation, but we know the reigning champ right now 
resides in, in Milwaukee. And that's what it's about. Listen, Giannis had two years. He's the MVP. He's been the defensive MVP. Now he's the finals MVP. That is a progression of greatness. That is solidifying yourself as a Hall of Famer. But can you imagine the the kids in Milwaukee or those 65,000 people or however many people it was standing outside of the arena to watch that? The feeling you get of a, a man saying, you know what? I don't want a bigger market. I don't want to create a super team. I don't want to leave here and do the things I need to do. I want to do them right here in Milwaukee for the Bucks. I thought it was huge. And next year, it'll be even more exciting because now the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis will have a, a target on their back. And a lot of people are going to be shooting for that bullseye. Well, they've been good for a long time, but they finally like got over mm-hmm. the hump, right? And it was great to see a team like yep. that, a team that they draft that everybody wanted, stay with the team, and then yeah. win the championship in the way that Giannis did. So hats off to Milwaukee. Greece, also Africa, where Giannis is from. Now, Giannis and both yep. of his brothers all have NBA titles. But listen, guys, my voice is a little raspy because I've been in Fargo, North Dakota for the last <laughs> week coaching my Gilroy Mustangs. We had four out of ten All-Americans. But now, since I got my promo code last week, we got more than one ad reader. Oh, my god! We got three of them. So here comes ad read number one. Oh, because because, because it's your promo before read. I start to read these. Hey, since I got the promo code, RC, let's you read finally ad got read a code. Because you finally got a code. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. I mean, it's the promo code, but RC, guess what, though? As you can congratulate me for getting us more sponsors, I got to congratulate you. Because for a while, they stonewalled you, my guy. They weren't putting your tweets up anymore. But Saturday, <laughs> as I sit back and I'm watching the fight, <laughs> this pops up on the screen. My boy, Ryan Clark. Let him have it, Ryan. Yes, sir. Hey, I mean, listen, I was just excited, finish. man. That's how I'm just you watching the fight. Hey, I'm just watching the fight. I'm trying to make sure I tweet some things that are substantial, some things that make people feel like, okay, RC is really locked in. He's really tuned in. And when you see a guy get somebody's back, stay with it, sell all the way out, fall on his back, put himself in a position where he could be taken advantage of and get the finish. It needs to be talked about, DC. So I made sure I snuck that tweet out there. It was like my 27th tweet of the entire fight night. But finally, you probably made a call for me and said, hey, man, get my guy RC on that thing. And you know what? For Vieira, for Vieira, after his last performance, the way that he gassed, that was massive for him to get a victory in that way. But ultimately, RC, Mm. the reason you tuned in was to watch Islam Makashev. And Islam Makashev absolutely mm-hmm. delivered against Thiago Moises. They say a lot of times in all sports, sometimes it's harder to do what's expected. People expected Islam to run through Thiago Moises. And that's exactly what he did. He controlled and dictated the pace of the fight from minute number one. Not only did he dictate, he really did. He It seemed like a man and a boy, honestly, without disrespecting Thiago Moises. Islam was so much bigger in the cage. Islam seemed so much more ahead of him in terms of the transitions. And when he got an opportunity, 
he was able to secure the rear naked choke finish. And this is not just some random guy. Moises is a fantastic grappler, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. What did you think watching Islam Makashev from your perspective, right? Not entrenched, like not me, his teammate. From your perspective, was it exciting to you or was it boring? What do you think of Islam when you're watching him? You know what? It was one of those things, DC. I'm watching him, and technically, when you're listening to Michael Bisping and everyone talk about the transitions, right? Getting out of, you know, uh, Moises had his back early on. I think it was in the second or third round. He was able to slip out of that quickly. Then he got his back and almost submitted him or almost put him out and then was finally able to finish the fight. You watch it and you say, Islam Makachev is a fighter's fighter. But it wasn't exciting. And, and to me, necessarily, DC, it wasn't dominant. He never put himself, he never put it, DC, DC, he never put himself in, in a position to do anything explosive, put himself in a position to do something exciting. And yeah, it's dominant, right? Because you're going to look at it, you're going to say, you know, me and Khabib, we taught him ring control and we made sure that he had Tiago Moises <laughs> against the against the fence. And then, you know, we made sure the octagon was was being controlled in a way he was cutting off each angle. And then when he got him on the ground, nobody cares about that, DC. If you're going to talk about a guy who can one day be like his mentor, Khabib, we want to see it happen fast. Right. When when we were watching Justin Gaethje, who was at the time Ryan at the top Clark. of his game, he walked through Ryan. every punch in the first round and in the second round, put him out. All we watched Islam Makachev do was just lean on this guy and Ryan. lay on this guy Ryan and show that he Clark. stays in the weight room more and Ryan that his mentors wrestle some bears. DC, DC, you know that junk was not exciting, bro. Be honest. Take away oh your friendship, right? Take away your fandom. Ryan. Take away your fandom. Ryan. Right? Ryan Clark, listen to me. I was absolutely entertained from moment one. Because when you're watching the fight, you're watching a guy dominate another man. Hey, Ryan, when he's holding him against the side of the octagon, Tiago Moises doesn't want to be there. Tiago Moises wants to be in the center. He wants to be exchanging blows. He wants to be on top. Islam doesn't allow that. The skill that it takes in order to fight in the way that this man fights has to be applauded. And it was absolutely exciting. But you know what's crazy? There's a section of people that shares this sentiment. With you, where they're like, oh, he's mm -hmm. boring. He's no Habib. Bro, he's won eight in a row now. He's in the top five in the world, and he's nipping at the buds of all the best. And guess what? Even if you thought it wasn't exciting, that is exactly how just about every fight in the division is going to play out when they fight Islam Makhachev. Islam is the best, man. Look, look at some of these stats. This dude has taken less strikes than anybody in UFC history. His striking accuracy is tremendously high, almost 60%. He's won eight in a row in a division filled with killers. He has the highest, DC. second highest takedown accuracy DC. in lightweight history. You're talking about a former, a future champion, a guy that is DC. doing exactly what his mentor has done and dominating. Hey, there was a time, Ryan, where people like you who sit up on your high, look at you with your nose in your air. You, you sit up there with your nose in the air. He talk about boring. Before a time, people DC, said because I'm upset with you. Because he was. DC, because I'm Come upset on, with you, right? We this is our third show. This is our third show. We're starting to spend more time together. We're on the phone. We're texting. And this is the first time you've ever lied to me. 
And I know now MMA fans oh, are going to get on. upset. UFC fans oh. are going to get upset. They're going to be like, how can you call the two-division champ a liar? And here's how I'm going to call you a liar, DC. You said that this is how every fight is going to play out for Islam Makachev. That's a lie. Because when he was fighting Adrian, uh, Adriano Martins, it didn't play out like that. He that went in there. He tried to do something different. He tried to be. He tried to be exciting. And guess what oh happened, DC? He was sleep. That's what happened. So no, you can't compare him to Khabib, but you can't compare him to him and say it's the same exact thing. It's the same type of blueprint because what we never saw from Khabib was a loss. We never saw him laid out in the middle right. of the octagon, unresponsive because a guy a guy leaned in and hit him with a quick right. That's different. And I believe that's why he doesn't put himself in those type of positions. That's why he's not trying to make those explosive anybody type can, of movements anymore, DC, because he felt anybody that. Can take, he felt that. Anybody, anybody can take a head kick. Anybody can take a head kick. Anybody can take a head kick. I've been kicked. Everybody can take a kick, Ryan. Anybody can take a head kick. Anybody can get head kicked and put to sleep. But listen, so, Ryan, that speaks to my point. That speaks to my point. If you thought way back in... 2015, when he got beat by Adriano Martins. Mm -hmm. If you thought that that was the mistake that he made and he changed it because nobody's gotten him since, then what is wrong with the approach to the fight? I, I believe it's fan-friendly, Ryan. I believe it's fan-friendly because when I watch it, I'm a fan when I enjoy it. But you, DC, you're a fan that that understands the fight game. And so I think what we're going to have to get for Islam Makhachev, because what's different about him is the way that he approaches promotion, right? Khabib, we didn't see these things. We didn't see the tweets after every fight or in between the fights. We didn't see him calling out RDA or going at it with Dan Hooker. We didn't see these different things from, from Khabib. But once he got to Conor McGregor, Right. Even after the Johnson fight, when he got to Conor McGregor, he found that adversary. He found that one person that could bring the things out of him that we didn't see. Right. Conor talked about religion. Conor talked about his father. We saw kind of the dark side of Khabib when all we've ever seen was the ultimate professional. And not that he got out of that, but we saw him actually hate a person. Is there somebody in this division for Islam that does that to him? Can we bring that out of him? Can we get that excitement? Can we get the build up to a fight oh. that we want to see before he goes in and just lays on a guy for four rounds who he oh. should dominate and put out quickly? You I'm not sound, saying Islam. You I'm sound, not saying that he can't you, be the champion. You sound crazy. You sound crazy. Ryan, I am crazy. you sound crazy. I'm telling crazy. you right now. I want some excitement. Hey, you sound crazy, I want some man. excitement. Hey, so listen, Ryan, listen. It, I get what you're saying. Because he laid on guys, the 14th ranked you fighter see, in the division for four rounds? Hey, hey, if you don't want to see, okay, you, people can watch kickboxing. Kickboxing, all they do is stand up and they punch. You want to watch <laughs> MMA, then you got to deal with the wrestling and the grappling at a supremely high level. But RC, <laughs> like you said, we're only three shows in. We're three shows in. But when I hold this, when I hold this, that means it's time for me to start matchmaking, RC. It's time for me to start matchmaking. Oh, my gosh. So right here, right? RC, hold on. Let me get my So right here out. as I grab my paper. Hey, so right here as I grab my paper, we start to go. So you got Poirier is going to fight against mm -hmm. Dubronx, right? Now you got. Okay. You got Gaethje left. You got Gaethje left. Mm -hmm. You got Dariush left. Now, those, to me, are the only two. 
that get a chance against Islam Mahashev. So, whoever wants the whipping. Who wants the whipping, right? You got Chandler, who essentially got the call out and has almost played him to the left because Michael Chandler is a smart guy. But when you look at the top five and you see Islam at number five, I say you go Gaethje versus Chandler. You go Dariush versus Makashev. Now listen, but here's the difference. I can't go and say that Islam is as far ahead as I said Habib was. When I did this for Habib, it said right. that Habib was a full tablet above everybody else. But look at this. I don't know if you right. can see this, but this is them chasing my man Islam. So this is my matchmaking. Look, Islam is only about <laughs> okay. halfway down the page better than the rest. Bro, so I say, let's go Poirier versus Bronx, Charles Oliveira. But then we got to go mm -hmm. Gaethje versus Chandler because that is a massive fight yep. and it would be so fun. That's an explosive fight. Benil Daryush, un unfortunately, gets Islam Mahashev. And I love Benny D, but everybody's getting smashed. Look, by the end of the year... Here's the other thing, though. I don't think that's... I don't think that's... DC, I don't think that's unfortunate, right? Because you think about Dariush and what he was able to it's do to Tony Ferguson. The way he was able to dominate Tony Ferguson on the ground, keep him, keep him, you know, um, he was in top control for a entire for the entire fight. And now you think about the things that we've seen uh Islam Makachev do, that type of wrestling, right? That type of octagon control. That's a fight <laughs> I would want to see. Now, this also looks like a fight that would not be exciting to fans. When, when you talk oh. about Dariush, the most exciting thing about the fight, the most exciting thing about the, the fight with Ferguson was that my man wanted his Tesla. And so now we think about this. I believe this is a fight that Islam can lose. That's where the excitement comes oh. in. This is where we can start to see people, oh, people feel like, okay, this is goodness. a fight that we need to see him dominate. We want to see that type of Khabib domination in this fight, right? That type of grappling against a bigger guy, a guy that we've seen control the octagon, octagon against top-notch elite opponents. We haven't seen that, DC. And for you to sit up here and act like we have and act like we should just believe in Islam so much, it shows what type of friend you are. Now, I'm excited because that means I'll get that same type of loyalty as long as we do this show. I will find I'll get another Absolutely, promo code. My tweets will be up on ESPN. But you know as well as I know, this dude has not proven that he's to the level that we are making him out to be yet. And he needs one of those fights oh against a guy goodness. like Darius. He needs a fight to dominate against a guy like that before we can truly start believing in him like you want us to or like his mentor Khabib wants us to. I, I want you to believe in him because he is that good, RC. RC, there's a lot of guys in MMA that say some stuff like you're saying right now, and I'm telling you, if I was around you, I would tackle you because this is absurd. you on fire today. <laughs> you came out here guns are blazing at my man Islam Mahashev. This is crazy. But listen, if he fought Benil Daryush, Benil Daryush is, is a fantastic fighter. Benil Daryush can be very exciting. He had a fight. He had a fight against... Uh, 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 what's the guy's name? Oh my goodness, down in it was the it was the meme of us going crazy. Uh, he fought against uh, gosh, I yeah. can't remember the guy's name. Jakar Close. He fought against <laughs> Jakar Close, and it was the craziest yeah. fight that I've ever called in my entire life. But him and Jakar right. blew the roof off. Back and forth. I don't believe that he would mm -hmm. get that opportunity against Islam because Islam would ground him. Look, fantastic fight. 
I hope that it gets made because it ultimately gets a guy in Benil who's on a run of his own closer to the title, but also a guy Yo. in Islam who has shown to be one of the best in the world. A high-level matchup that's going to test him in ways that we haven't seen. But RC, not only did we get blessed by Manscaped, RC, the Olympics are around the corner, and our sponsor, Manscaped, is the gold standard. They're the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming with their fourth-generation performance package, which includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If an athlete treats their body like royalty, why not give yourself the same treatment? Fellas, join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code DC. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code DC at manscaped.com. RC, we finally got it right. We finally got it right. And because we got it right, we're getting more and more sponsors. The pockets are lined. I mean, the pockets I love are lined. It. I Congratulations love it. are in order. But guess what? Because it's RC? all about your promo code. But we're not done yet. I feel like this one is for me. This one is for DC. This one is because I'm bald. <laughs> Listen, this one is Keeps. Did you know, RC, that two of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35? I know I did. Well, I'm here to tell you that Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair with convenient virtual doctor consultants and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. Keeps is low cost, so treatments start at just $10 a month. They also deliver in discreet packaging and have more five-star reviews than any of their competitors. The treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. RC, if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash DC to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash DC to get your first month free. That's keeps.com slash DC. We got three sponsors today. My voice is gone. It was a very tough weekend. We did good. But you know who else <laughs> returned to the Octagon last weekend and had a, hey, I'm Misha. back moment? It was Misha Tate. Misha Tate, RC, the former UFC Bantamweight champion, was able to beat Marion mm. Renault, finish Marion Renault. What did you think of her performance? Yeah. Listen, it was it was the most exciting performance of the night for me. It was also the performance I was waiting on. I was looking to see ring rush, see if she would be a little hesitant in her attack, but she attacked while she was standing up. When she got to the when when she got to the ground, it wasn't the old Misha Tate that was only looking for a submission. She got her back, she pounded her out. It was headshots, it was elbows. She tried to to make sure that she beat her to the point where we could say, you know what, Misha Tate is back. There is no way in the world she is not going to be ready for one of the top contenders and she actually kind of talked about that in the post-fight interviews in the post-fight press conferences she mentioned running it back with holly home here's a little bit of what misha tate had to say i think a fight with holly a second time would be you know it'd be great um there's a lot of women in the division so you know name them all i, I don't know where i'll come in at the rankings right now but you know, I'm never one to say that oh, I deserve this or I deserve that. I understand I've got to, you know, I've got to continue to climb. But whoever's name is on that list to get to the top, like, that's fine with me. And I, I'm sure Holly and I, I have no doubt about it. Before I retire, her and I will fight again. And listen, that was Misha Tate. That was the humble Misha Tate. That was the Misha Tate that understands <laughs> 
the business, but nothing was humble about the way she approached her opponent in the octagon. I was excited, DC, to see her come out and be so fierce, right? To, to see her come out and be on the attack from go, right? From the from the first bell to the end. And I think when you see someone like Misha take take a break, right? A five-year break. And I started to think about football players, right? Think about the Antonio Browns, who was out for two years. The Alden Smith, who was out from 2015 to 2020. It's so difficult to get back in that frame of mind, to get back in that frame of mind, or whether it's standing across from a defensive line, lineman or standing across from a cornerback or in Misha Tate or in Misha Tate's case, standing apart across from another MMA professional, another one of the toughest people in the world, and to be able to be on attack from the word go. I thought it was an amazing performance, but where does this put her in the bantamweight division now? Do you fast track her to Holly Holm and maybe give her another opportunity to face Amanda Nunes? Or does she fight someone in between where she is ranked and maybe a Raquel Pennington, who was her last fight before taking that break? You know, it was great to see Misha back, but with a name like Misha Tate, you got to think that she has to be in there with someone of value. Aspen Ladd's fighting this weekend. The timing works. If Aspen can win this weekend, the timing works. She's at number three. Obviously, a Holly Holm rematch works. A fight with Jermaine Durandamy works. But here's the question. If you fast-track Misha Tate, are you fast-tracking her back into a fight with Amanda Nunes where she did not do well at all? She got battered. She got bruised. Mm -hmm. And five years away, how much time does she need to put herself back in the right mind frame to go and fight in Amanda Nunes? Right. Because fighting Marion Renault, no disrespect, in her retirement fight at over 40 years old is much different than fighting these women that are at the very top of the sport right now. Right? Amanda is... Out of control. Jermaine Durandamy is as good as it gets. Jermaine's so good on his feet that she made Amanda Nunes take her down consistently. Aspen Ladd is a savage. Mm -hmm. Juliana Payne is fighting for the title. Everybody in the top five, they're absolute killers. So we have to maybe take right. our time with Misha to put her in there with someone that is a little bit more into the fight game. Because when Marion at over 40 is in a retirement fight, just as we have Betch Cohera coming up later, right? Betch Cohera is fighting again in her retirement fight. I feel like the UFC might have cut Betch or Marion Renault if they did not say that it was the last fight so they give them a chance to go out on their own terms inside the octagon. So I feel like Marion was kind of on her way out. Great win for Misha. But yeah. let's not get too crazy as we see her work her way back into the division. Absolutely. I think the UFC and Dana White would be very intelligent to allow Misha Tate to slow play this. We've seen so many different opponents who we made ourselves believe had a chance to beat Amanda Nunes, be taken out so quickly and so viciously that I believe Misha Tate needs an opportunity to build herself up to that point. I thought it was smart matchmaking to have her against Marion Renault coming right out of the gate. And so now I think you give her a better fighter, you give her another top 10 fighter, but you see if that was just the excitement of being back in the octagon or if this is the Misha Tate we'll see going forward before she gets some of that top five type of opponent. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks 
predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. 